0: Hey guys, I'm Justin Wright, and this is the Hold My Beard Podcast. So, we are here. Pull this up. Okay, welcome. Ryan Willard, thank you for being on my show, Hold My Beard Podcast. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Hello. Hello. I knew you were going to do it. Thank you for having me on your podcast. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) I have been told that I don't sound anything like my actual voice. In real life, as I do on the podcast, that's true, and that's I don't know why I'm not talking any more proper now. I am actually. I heard it because I talk slower. (laughs) I felt it. I felt that sentence come out slower. Um, I don't know why people think that I talk differently. (laughs) I try not to mumble because I think because I can usually hear myself now, and I'm not in a huge rush to uh, to get through my thoughts. Uh, Speaking of why I brought you on here today. Uh, You are an excellent musician. Oh, right, you're too kind. Excellent musician, excellent worker. You do really cool freelance work in the the, the film industry, doing uh, recording audio and effects and uh, different things like that. And I think kind of one of the themes I wanted to discuss today was, I know that you love music and that you are a composer and that you're also very talented in audio in the film industry and regular industry as well. Uh, regular meaning corporate AV and live sound. So I guess what I really want to know is how you maintain that work-passion balance. You know, a, a seesaw of love, if you will, because there's love for what you do. And then the other side is you have to work to get good at it. And you really have to put in the work to sustain uh, your your life, you know, financially. And uh, you just bought a house within the past year and kind of uh, that's the general gist, I believe, of what I want to try to shed some light on today to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the
1: the, the first thing you mentioned, how are you able to, you know, keep up the work ethic um, while maintaining the love for what you're doing? It's sort of reversed. Like I, because I love what I do and all those different aspects, it's actually easy for me to put in so much extra time to, you know, practice when I need to, or develop those skills. You know, the, the work doesn't seem as hard right? and it's something that you really care about and you're something really passionate about. And that's something I've been super lucky to, to be able to do. And I think I'm now two years into being freelance and Mm -hmm. it's been a huge blessing. So like, yeah, that's all I would say is it, because I care about it so much, it's, it's much easier to put in that kind of work.
0: What is your, and this is a cliche phrase, what are your thoughts on if you love what you do, you'll never work another day in your life? Uh, do you think that's kind of bullshit or do you think that's a true statement? I mean, either this is a judge free room right here. (laughs) So whatever you, whatever you feel is, is okay.
1: I mean, I am in the camp that whatever you choose as a career, you're going to spend the majority of your life doing, you know, most people work eight hours a day. And if you're spending those eight hours a day, five days a week doing something that you hate, then your, your quality of life probably isn't going to be awesome. Right, that makes sense. But I don't think that you have to build a career off your passion. Okay, um, right. If, you know, if for whatever reason I wasn't able to find work and I had to give up freelance life, then I would be okay. I would still be happy because I'd still have those passions mm-hmm. and I would just find a job that I didn't, you know, that I didn't hate. <laughs> and yeah, right, right. Um, so, you know, there, there's lots of jobs that are rewarding for lots of different ways and it doesn't have to be something that as like a hobby – you're sure. super passionate about whether sure. it be art or for me it's music
0: right you know, any of those things so yeah. interesting i i think i was watching it was either some youtube clip or i heard a, a another podcast and one of the hosts asked a guy that and he was like that's total bullshit he's like it doesn't matter <laughs> what you do he's like we are born as humans to work and i was like that's kind of Kind of true in a way. It took me back a first. So I was like, wow, this guy's really upset right now. But it's fair. But I like how you said that That if if you did do something that you knew you had to, to make money or whatever, it would be something you could tolerate. And yeah, uh, I, I think I kind of – one of my former episodes with uh, my buddy Michael, we kind of touched on that a little bit. Like just because where you're at now isn't where you you necessarily have to be in two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a certain degree of paying your dues or whatever else. Like, you're not going to get this call to go be the... What is it exactly you do on film sets? I know you're a boom op, Oh, right? sound mixer. Sound mixer, Sound right? mixing or boom mopping. Right. So you may not necessarily just get a call. Like, if you just got all your gear last week, a big film's not going to call you and be like, hey, man, come on out right now. Like, you, you kind of... Maybe do... Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. That's This is good. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yes like, and no. Me I mean, calls,
1: calls are super random. I got a call 20 minutes ago about coming out this Friday. And mm-hmm. I'm unavailable this Friday. And right. it just... is a pretty so, big deal. <laughs> it's just... It's one of those things. It's, it's a balancing act. Mm. But uh, I... A lot of people, especially when they first start out freelance, have mm-hmm. day jobs. Yeah. And it's some... A lot of those jobs, like serving... Or uh, I have a buddy down in Mississippi that cleans pools. And it's something that if he needs to for a gig, he can drop everything. Um, People can cover his shift or, you know, whatever the case is for for the job. And uh, he can drop that and go pursue another job that's more in line with the career that he wants, which is to perform live music. Right. So, you know, a lot of people have those. And it's... I don't know that it's paying your dues, but it's just putting yourself in the best situation to be successful. Sure. Because if you have like a nine to five job, like I, I could not do what I'm doing if I had a nine to five job because you you have to put in time off requests and you're not guaranteed that you're going to get them. And that, like I just said, today's Sunday, less than a week away. Somebody asked me if I could work next weekend Mm -hmm. and if I was working a nine to five job, sure, I would almost have to tell them no, because right. I would have to take off that entire Friday. And there's there's very few jobs that'll just give you off randomly yeah, the week right. that you ask for it. Right. Right. So, On such um, short notice,
0: too. Like, yeah. hey, boss, I can't make it. You know, i got to. Absolutely. It's hard to find someone who understands that, too. Right. So that's why a lot of those day jobs are the really
1: flexible kind where you can either find somebody to fill in for you really quickly, or it's something that you don't have to be there for
0: all the mm-hmm. time. Maybe something part time. Hmm. This question popped into my head. Uh, hearing what you're saying, the thought of not having the nine to five job like that is, uh, a huge security, uh, factor for a lot of people. How do you find comfort in knowing, or how, like what confidence do you have knowing that I, yeah, I don't have a nine to five job. So my job is based upon my skills, word of mouth, people calling me and asking me to work, how do you take comfort in knowing that you don't have that security? Well, I've got 40 hours of work this week and next week, you know, what's like for, I know for me, we, we've talked about that in the future. Sure. I'd love to freelance, but right now I'm like, Oh, I gotta, I can't like, I just bought this house and I really can't afford to. Yeah. not have a nine to five job at the moment. And I'm not saying that it's a matter of financial well-being per se, but I do think that can play into it. So how do you mentally know I'm going to be OK because I know or you just have this confidence that people are going to call you and ask. Like you said, you had that guy 20 minutes ago. I was here. I saw it. <laughs> You're like, oh, I can't do this gig. So does that make sense? What I'm trying to, yeah, trying to ask? How do I, you have that security? It absolutely and-
1: plays into it. Um, and that was a big thing that My wife and I talked about when I started um, freelance again, Mm -hmm. because I I started in the film industry years ago. That studio closed down. I started teaching and I wanted to get back into it. And it's for every person. It's different Um, for me and for my wife. We we talked about it and it's really a lot of that confidence comes from the way I structured my finances. Mm -hmm. Um, I put all the money away, all the money away from every gig that I work. Right. And I give myself paychecks every two weeks Mm -hmm. and so right now i think i'm four months out Mm -hmm. i have four months of definite paychecks i know for a fact so you, if if i didn't work another day for the next four months i would be good for those four months that's cool so you literally so that takes a lot of self-discipline yeah so well i built that confidence for myself so it's not something i have to worry about i'm not worried about oh well you know we have to pay our mortgage next yeah. week and I haven't gotten a call yet. It's well, I'm going to pay it. I just need to make sure that I'm re-upping in that account, making sure that I'm, you know, continue wow. to work, continue to hustle, find new clients, yeah. um, do really well for the clients that I do have and continue to build those relationships. So it's it's a combination of of working hard to to build your name because mm-hmm. when you're freelance it's your name. Yeah, that's it. Period. That's all it is. Um, people can teach you how to do a job. You don't have to be the best at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You just have to be willing to learn. Yeah, and
0: and just an overall good person. Like you can't <laughs> yeah. you can't teach that, right? That's cool. That's a that's that's a powerful statement. You you taught your own confidence with your actions, which I think is extremely uh, moving. Really, because a lot of people make it an external process. I think, and to a degree, that's there's some truth in that. But a lot of it is internal. You know, self confidence is derivative of self-discipline you know say getting physically fit you typically you feel better if you go take a five minute ten minute jog get endorphins flowing you feel better so in the same way financially you take your financial jog and you save that money aside aside for for the future that's that's I'd, i'd actually never thought of it that way like i think so many people are used to that paycheck to paycheck mindset yeah
1: and I mean, to a degree, you're still doing that because I I don't want to rely on that four months. I don't want to right. think, you know, I don't have to work for the next four months. This is awesome. I like to think, right. you know, this is now, this is needed. Now right. I need to go out and I continue to hustle and, and find clients and find work. Um, but that's, that is something doing the finances that way. Um, <clears throat> that's something that really helped my wife and I, Brooke, uh, wrap our heads around the entire freelance thing because it was mm-hmm. new to me. Yeah, I had never been freelance before. I'd worked in the film industry before, but that right. was that was another salaried position for a studio. With, you know, health insurance and the whole shebang. So yeah, this was new territory for both of us, and that that one fact alone really helped us kind of <laughs> wrap our heads around how we would make this work. And the f- honestly, the first two or three months were really tough. Yeah, because I didn't know anybody. I was building clients. I was building a name for myself. Mm-hmm. But you know, after. I got a few jobs and things started to roll in and it got more and more productive. We felt way more comfortable with it and, sure. and it just snowballed from there. So you said uh,
0: you taught. You were a teacher?
1: Yes. So a you were a band weren't director.
0: A band director. There oh, you yeah. go. And uh, I knew that, but people at home didn't. So I had to ask anyway. You're welcome, listeners. But, but um, that's a drastic. Life change, career change, uh, That there really isn't any correlation between the two. Other than band makes noise and audio on film makes <laughs> noise. That it was a poor, poorly phrased sentence. But I'm just saying, that's two kind of polar opposite jobs. So you went from, did you go to school to be a teacher? Did you go to school to do film work? Or what, did you go to school at all?
1: So... Um, to answer I'm going to have to go back a little bit. Uh, Take (laughs)
0: us back.
1: Um, so I went to school originally for music production. I really wanted to work in studios, record bands, mix and master and do all that stuff. That was, that was the dream at the moment. And then I got to uh, Southern Miss down in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Mm. And I realized after one semester that from people I've talked to and different research I had done, you don't really need a degree to do that job, to do any of those jobs. The, the big key to success for the, for those degrees a lot of time is comes in the, uh, in the people that you meet and the connections sure. and the networking through the school. So if you're going to like middle Tennessee, you're going to make a lot more connections that you are in. Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So yeah, for sure. it made no sense for me to get that job if I was going to continue to learn those things on my own anyway. So, um, and that was just for me. I mean, I know a lot of people that got that degree mm-hmm. and they're doing really well. But for me, it didn't seem like the right choice. Uh, so I switched over to music education and I got my music ed degree. Um, and I, I sort of got it as a backup because I still wanted to pursue those production plans but uh i thought it made much more sense to get something something that for sure that yep. that is definitely useful that if i go apply for this job they're going to look for this degree hey, right right <clears throat> um and then a week after i graduated i had a a good friend of mine mark terry called me i remember working at a uh just a old sports bar and i was flipping burgers hey that's <laughs> very important i Don't had me. a burger on the spatula i was flipping it he called me i answered it so mid, mid flip though? like,
0: like mid, not mid flip it was okay. it was on the spatula i was gonna that say would, i was just talking really about cool. confidence and that is the <laughs> epitome of confidence mid burger flip what's up bro sorry go ahead
1: uh so he asked me if i still did sound for fun because he knew that i did you know i recorded bands and music and stuff in high school I said, yeah. And he said, Well, we we need another sound guy for this movie that we're gonna be working on. Would you be interested in doing the boom op and being our assistant sound person? And I was like, Well, I've never worked on film, but that sounds like fun. So I went in for an interview, ended up work working for that company for almost a year and a half doing film. And that's where I fell in love with film. I didn't even consider film as an option right. before that. Right. So it right. just it really kind of fell in my lap. And I just had the skill set necessary to jump in and mm-hmm and learn the rest of what was necessary for that specific job. But, um, okay. So I know I needed to start with that story. What was the question?
0: again? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to stop you. I was like, this is making sense. Uh, basically was, uh, you, I asked you, you were a teacher and did you go to school for that? And we've, we've, we've covered that. Um, Basically now you've given us the story of how you kinda went from teacher to yeah. current so worked for love the film industry. For, right, industry. industry closed down
1: or the studio closed down, started teaching. We moved to Tennessee and Tennessee's where I started to jump back into freelance because gotcha. I gotcha. Loved the film world and I wanted to get back into
0: it. Yeah. So we went present to past to back to present again. Yeah, Yes. That's, yeah. that's okay. great. That's yeah, that makes I sense. I knew I didn't We're... tell that story for no, no reason. No, no, that was good. That that came together <laughs> really well. Um that all, that all came together well. Uh, and that kind of leads me to my next question as well. You, you were the music teacher and then you've like, okay, I got this other job, you moved up to here and you went to freelance. Uh, I know recently you just composed your own album. Yeah. Produced it yourself, hired some really, really talented musicians. Absolutely. I was busy. You couldn't use me. I understand. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's mine. Um, uh, busy schedules and all that, but Told yeah, you, you're, you're on for the next one. That's it, we've had that conversation. That's it. I'm, yes, hoping to do voiceover work, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, you made your own album, you composed it, and you did this all the while. You were still freelancing and doing films and everything <clears throat> else. And I want to ask you to get into the actual writing process of that. Um, you actually discussed that on another podcast recently, right? I did, yeah. Yeah. We talked about the whole writing process. Where can we, what is that called? How can we hear that's that? That's
1: Authors and Abstract. Um, okay. They've got a Facebook page, and three really cool folks. They're all authors and they normally interview authors, right. writers, right. Um, but it, they just did an, uh, interviewed an actress and then they interviewed me. So they're sort of branching out into other creative aspects. Okay. But yeah, that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Check that out. Uh, I'm sure it's a great listen. Uh, and, I, and not that I don't want to talk about it, but it's <laughs> off topic currently of what I'm getting into. But uh, point being, you you composed this this album all the while you were uh, doing doing this other work. And that's where I have struggled as well. Like, take this podcast. This is a total hobby for me on the side. There's no monetary value in it. I really enjoy doing it. But as the listeners have let me know, I need to get my act together and make more episodes. <laughs> so my question is, do you have any practical advice for me, asking person to person and for anybody else, how do you take what you love doing and still work and still have a life? You have a wife, a wife and a life, and a couple <laughs> wonderful dogs. How do three you Three dogs. Three dogs now. That's right. Two wonderful dogs. You were you were correct. <laughs> Two wonderful dogs. No. <laughs> Two wonderful and a Shih Tzu. Uh, and how do you maintain structure and all that? And how do you balance accomplishing the goals you want but not falling short in other aspects of your life? I mean, uh, obviously, everybody has different situations yeah, that, but
1: there's so many different factors that go into that but the one thing i tell anybody that wants to do anything creative or freelance or just entrepreneurial in general <sighs> is if you want to do this thing do it hmm. that's rule number one if mm-hmm. i want to compose music for me mu- for a living and i don't have a film scoring gig or i'm not in a band a lot of people might just sit and wait for an opportunity to come up, wait for somebody to collaborate with them or wait for inspiration to strike before they decide to do something. You have, you have to just do it. Yeah. You have, I practice every day. Um, I'm in my studio. I, I try to get in every day. Sometimes I'm out of town, but. Sure. Um, you get, just do it. <laughs> that's, no, it's that's, that's solid. Um, We're also
0: not sponsored by Nike. but if Nike's listening, I will gladly sell my soul
1: for some
0: uh, ad space here. But no,
1: like a a lot of folks, they they talk a big game of wanting to get into these different things. I'm not pointing fingers at you. That's fine. (laughs) I can see your fingers, and they're very,
0: very gently curled into each other. It's fine. Go ahead. Um,
1: No, they talk a big game about wanting to get into this or wanting to get into that, and a lot of time the action doesn't follow what they're saying. You know, I, I want to do this. Well, why aren't you? Oh, uh, and then you can come up with a million excuses. I could come up with a ton of excuses right now for why I shouldn't be working on music. Right. I don't currently have a film scoring job that, that I can speak of. So it, do I just not work on music? Hmm. Do I just put it off until somebody else brings me a reason to do it? Or do I just do it and
0: make those situations happen for myself? I like that. Yeah. Um, I get that. That makes sense. I'm not crying. <laughs> I uh, a bug <laughs> flew in my eye. It's fine. You're not pointing directly; just spiritually. I feel it. No, but that is good. That is solid advice. just to to do it. I don't know. I think a lot of times we get these mental hurdles in our head. You know, like there, I've seen. I saw it the other day, and I've seen it before. But it's like the biggest obstacles. Are really just only in your head sometimes, and it's this big horse uh, tied to it around, you know, a thin, thin piece of twine, if you will, to this tiny plastic oh, lawn chair. And you know, Hear it's that, like Chase. that horse. Yeah, that's for you, Chase Twine. <laughs> um, you know, he's tied to this tiny plastic chair that weighs like eight pounds, and that horse could obviously run off, but he's scared to because okay, he's been taught yeah. not to. I think people do that a lot, you know. So I ask you this, listeners: What is your tiny, small plastic chair? It could be any color. I don't care. It could be any brand. But what is that plastic chair? Think it's about that. It's probably
1: green. Most of them are green.
0: Green, yeah. It's because they're easy to clean, and they it's hard, if they get dirty. It's hard. Yeah, harder you to don't tell. really notice that they're dirty. That's true. Yeah, I used to have to wash them when I was a kid. I had to wash, I had to wash our chairs, and I had to power wash our curb, and it was the best damn looking curb <laughs> ever. And I'm not joking. Um, uh the sidetrack because I will not stop about power washers and curves. Um
1: that's a weird thing to get sidetracked on.
0: Yeah, sorry, hit a memory and lane. Don't get Justin talking don't about get me power washing and d- curves <laughs> oh, oh man, you'll be wrapped up for oh, hours. I'm just, just talking about that. I used to have to like <laughs> spray the Dawn dish soap as I was spraying the power washer hose. Anyway. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um No, I, I think that's that's some solid wisdom. Um my next question is, and this is a little personal. Okay. I, hope, I hope you forgive me. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh, no, I'll save that one. I'll go to another one. Instead. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we've talked about whenever you have all these things in your life lined up, you just have to do it. We've talked about you have to build your own confidence, uh, especially as a freelancer. Not having the job all the time can be scary. Um, and you and I have done work together. I yep. do corporate audiovisual, and we've done many shows together and you've seen me lose my lid many times. <laughs> uh, not even ashamed. Do you want a mint? And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's something I've always admired about you is you seem to always maintain this calm and your vigor and these situations. How do you do that? Asking for a friend. That's,
1: <laughs> that's one
0: of those things that I
1: I haven't been able to describe. I've been asked that by a few people. Um, I've been told that even in really crappy situations, I I tend to have a positive outlook, and I guess that's just I don't like being sad. I don't. <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't really know. I mean, I when when I was teaching the the three years that I taught in Mississippi, it wasn't the greatest experience. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of things going wrong on a lot of different levels and you know all of my colleagues they were just making noise a little bit
0: there we go that's fine
1: um i got i didn't know what it
0: was (laughs) i was like what is he doing
1: um a lot of my colleagues and peers were telling me like you need to get out of there it's you know it's just not a great environment for this many reasons all these things Mm -hmm. but every day when I would come home, you know, even if it, was re- if it was a really frustrating day, I would say, you know what, what were the things I could take away from this that were good? Mm-hmm. Or I might just vent for a few minutes about the things that didn't go great or that blew up in my face. But uh, I honestly, it's just that's how I choose to live my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just comes down to that because I could be mad all the time. There's. Lots of things I could be upset about. Yeah. We've been on a lot of those gigs where you know things don't go well for me either. Yeah. Um. And I just I choose to not be upset about it. Mm-hmm. Mostly, especially in those situations, because a lot of times that doesn't help a whole lot. True. Very. Um, no, it doesn't. Keeping at all. a clear
0: head, you know, yeah. trying to troubleshoot and figure out what to do. Yeah, because it blocks your your mental capacity to do to perform well. Yeah. At that point, you know.
1: So it. Uh, I'm sorry if that's sort of the cop-out answer, but it's one of those no, things it's, where... it's not, it's,
0: <laughs> No, it's not. It's, no, it's not a cop-out answer because you live it and you practice it. It'd be a cop-out if you're like, well, peace, love, and harmony, bitch. <laughs> that's, okay, that's like, come on, dude. This is not Joe's Crab Shack. I don't need the, the funny line or I don't need anything else. Uh, yeah, but that's not a cop-out at all. That's, I think, a very real answer. And like I said, you... I've seen you maintain your composure when I'm over there slamming case lids down, yeah. or whatever. Uh, and I mean, I there have been
1: situations where I'm the person that loses it a little bit. Um, in almost every group, the specifically the ones that run really, really well, mm-hmm. um, there's always a person who tries to maintain the 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 foundation for everybody else. Yeah um you know sometimes if if i am getting frustrated you or chase will be like it's all right we'll figure out we'll do it this way and we'll we'll get things going or if i was working at that school um Mm -hmm. i had co-workers that if i was something just absolutely just went nuclear yeah was not going well (laughs) i would start to lose it and somebody was like nah it's cool here let me go and so having that support system is helpful yeah but as far as keeping you know keeping it together on your own end, that's something that I can't it's hard for me to speak on because I don't know. I don't know why I act that way sometimes.
0: <laughs> well I think, in I, those think stressful situations. I think it's your conscious your conscious choice that translates to subconscious actions. I mean you train you've trained yourself in a way like, okay, I'm gonna do this. So I'm gonna look at the positives of today, even though it was a totally bad day. No good, very rotten bad day. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> turn around and say this is what I this these are the good things that are, this is what I can work on to get better. Um, I've I've admired that just from working with you. We've known each other maybe two three years. I'd say really I think it's two point. two years two. to the day now. Yeah, um, and I, I think that's really cool. And that leads me again to the question I was going to ask a minute ago: Is how do you become so nerdy? because you love <laughs> oh, that you, is not a negative to thing at all as nerdy
1: as i am you years of whole... practice <laughs> like you
0: like you're wearing the the dragon ball z the the symbol of master roshi right now yeah and it's amazing how do you get so nerdy and so sexy?
1: Kind of. Um, I haven't started Dragon Ball Super yet. I've been so consumed with ner- I am Naruto.
0: Naruto. Utsumaki Naruto.
1: <laughs> I'm working
0: on Super slowly but surely. Oh,
1: uh, so side Every note: day. this is just for you, Justin. Thank Sorry, you. everyone that's listening. This is really. Oh, no, this is Or volume. anyone else that watches Naruto. We made ramen last night. Oh. And I insisted on making it look as close to Naruto's ramen as possible. <laughs> the only thing we didn't have was fish cakes. The with the spirally yeah, pink thing. Yeah, those are. That's, That's okay. hard to come by. It, to come it looks by. like it's
0: difficult to make. It is because you got to you have to prep the fish right and then get the right. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't blame you. You're so forgiven for that. That's made, awesome. We though. made ramen
1: and watched a Studio Ghibli movie. Well, we, you can. Basically, can't the them. Japanese Disney. That's awesome. And uh, I made sure that we pray every night before dinner, and yeah. there was definitely a ikedakimas <laughs> 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 right before we ate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. So. Uh, For all of you that yes. were wondering
1: why he said, I'm yes. so nerdy, there's there's yeah, a pretty not good a negative indicator. thing. Not a negative
0: <laughs> thing at all. Like, on the road, we traveled several shows together, and we pretty much just talked about Naruto. Yeah. Like, what do we have to do with the show? This, this, and this. Have you seen this part of Naruto yet? Which, this and... is how
1: into it I am. That was maybe a month ago. Maybe a month and a half. Yeah. And I was on episode, I think, 200 out of 500. Mm-hmm. And I finished.
0: I finished all 500 episodes. An maybe two weeks ago. That is an accomplishment. <laughs> that is. That is dedicated. Like I'm on. I'm watching Super, and I'm. I think in the past two weeks, I've watched like five episodes. Oh. And that's that's my fault. I'm slacking. Like, I want to get to your yeah, level. Yeah, you need to, I need to get it, it together. Because I need to finish Starlito as well. <laughs> We're talking about and being productive I mean, and I chasing know. your dreams. I'm like, no, watch more anime. Watch it. But see, <laughs> and then, but it brings me back to the point. It's a seesaw of love. You just balance. You just got to yeah. find the balance. It's totally cool. If you want to watch that many episodes, awesome. Can you still have a job, a wife, and a happy life? Or is it happy wife, happy life? I think I like the latter.
1: Yeah, happy okay. wife, happy yeah, life.
0: I like that one. Yeah, but my, but I know you can my do wife that. would like that one better too. Yeah, for sure. Most <laughs> most wives I've met, that sounds bad. I met, like my friends' <laughs> wives that I've met, that sounds worse. The What's women the rating folk? for your podcast. Like, do we <laughs> need to have have a, I have two reviews a on iTunes. At the very beginning, <laughs> I have two two this reviews on iTunes. Eighteen year olds and up. Yeah, NSFW. <laughs> but one of those reviews is me, so it's a pretty solid review. <laughs> Um, but no, that's, that's good that you could balance all that. And
1: yeah. Tying it back into the, the work life thing. Like one of the things I didn't think about this before until we started talking about it. This is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) One of the things that keeps me motivated is I, you have to take breaks. Hmm. Um, there are days where I'm just working from home Mm -hmm. and I sit in my studio and I'm, you know, going over the same cues over and over working on the same piece of music. And it's just, it's not coming to me. I'm getting frustrated. Take a break, go do something else. Take a, Mm -hmm. take a 30 minute lunch break, go watch an episode of Naruto and, and clear your mind of it. Or Mm -hmm. sometimes if it's in the middle of the afternoon and I, you know, don't want to waste a lot of time, I'll just go make more coffee.
0: Oh, I use yeah. a French press. Coffee.
1: It's a short little five minute break. Heat some water up, make some coffee, and it mm-hmm. just gives you enough of a break to clear your head, walk away, yeah. come back feeling a little bit refreshed, and and get back to it. So I, you know, I also have off days. If yeah. if I work, you know, in in our line of work, sometimes there's more than a week's worth of work that well, you're you are gone
0: a whole month.
1: Yeah, I was you know, <laughs> yeah. on the, uh, was that March. Yeah, the whole month of March I was gone. Yeah. I came back for like three days and then I went back out on the road with you guys yeah, for yeah. <laughs> like eight or nine days. Yeah. So if yeah. I know things like that are coming, I, unless I have something super pressing to work on, there's mm-hmm. another deadline that I have to get done. Right. I'll decide when my weekend is. And I'll uh, Tuesday all day I'll hang out in my
0: pajamas and play video games. Yeah. Sometimes you put on deodorant whenever you come to work with us.
1: Oh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I could tell. It's like, Ryan, you just waft me real quick. Just walk by and let me. Okay, good boy. All right. Only one arm today. That's fine. All right. Half credit. 50%. You're fine. We'll try again tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not actually. But. There was one or two days. There was one or two days. We were working. Man, I wore the same pair of pants like two weeks in a row. (laughs) I just kept for them. It's fine. You know, it's whatever. It's fine. We're good. You have a wife. You're doing great. <laughs> You've won in that regard, it's like in the relationship battlefield. Treat a woman. You have definitely tricked her. With me. you de- to life with me. I want to get the government involved. I love you that much. I can't claim that joke, but that's awesome, man. Um, give me a uh, real quick. Give me a shameless plug about your album. I've listened to it. Uh, where can I find it again? Where can other people find it?
1: Yeah. Um, it's on iTunes, yeah. Google Play, Amazon. It's also on Spotify if you don't want to buy it immediately. Oh, cool.
0: I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah, you can, you
1: can listen to it on Spotify. Um, pr- should be on uh, Apple Music if it's on iTunes, I would assume. Okay. Um, I don't have Apple Music, so I haven't tested
0: that one. That's it. why we're, I don't know. <laughs> we're part of the upper echelon of musical streaming. So, um,
1: But it's it's called Metanoia, and the, the uh, band name is Chaos Theater. My voice <laughs> cracked a little bit. The, the band name is Chaos Theater. The album title is Metanoia, and um, it's uh, it's a rock opera. i oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Check it out, I broke, iTunes. I broke Justin. Man.
0: Chaos <laughs> Theater. <laughs> <clears throat> Chaos Theater. Go it's, ahead, sorry. It's <laughs>
1: for sure a rock opera. It's got some proggy elements, uh, symphonic rock for the most part, mm. uh, four different vocalists, so it, it kind of tells a story. I say kind of because you have to really get into the lyrics mm-hmm. and piece some things together to it's a subtle story (laughs) right right but it does tell a story um yeah i've loved working on it it was a huge experiment yeah uh working with all people from sometimes all over the world one of the vocalists is from serbia uh and then only one other vocalist was here local the other two one was in uh mississippi the other one was alabama Mm -hmm. uh buddy of mine played drums down alabama too and everything was just
0: i did kill her Oh,
1: he oh killed Cameron gosh. Alador. He destroyed it. Killer. Absolutely
0: um, killer job.
1: Dude's a beast. You can follow him. Uh his band Wildfire is doing crazy good stuff. Nice. Um, I'll have to check him out. They had an album sure. come out, I think it's almost a year ago now. Maybe really? not quite that far. But yeah, it, um it's really good. So if you like hard rock, for sure. That's
0: they're right up your alley. Nice. Nice. No, that's I've listened to it. It's a beautiful. I say beautiful, not in like the mushy gushy way, but it's very well. I hate to say, composed very well put together album. It makes sense. Uh, I've saw some of the work you did on it. and It blows blows my mind that you can create that much um, substance and turn it into a, an actual cognitive uh, thing that people can listen to and relate to. And yeah, you know, it's like a, it's that's kind of your medium. For other people, I think, mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know. Cause... I love to tell stories. That's yeah, it's... Th- that's
1: why I love the film industry. And that's one of the things I love about writing music. Coheed and Cambria, Dream Theater, mm-hmm. Haken, like a lot of those bands are some of my favorite bands, mostly because they write a lot of concept albums. Right. Um, right. So it, it's something that I just love to do is, is tell stories, and music lets me do that on my own time and tell whatever stories I want when I'm not on set working on somebody else's stories.
0: Yeah. I think to wrap it up here, kind of an all-inclusive question or brings all everything to a head here. I'm talking about you love writing music and conveying stories and that's you love producing the music and mixing it and playing the music. Where is that going to stop? What is your, is your goal finite? Is it, does it have an end? Is it, Something that you're like, okay, I'm going to get this type of notoriety and then I'm going to have this grandmaster studio and then this will be the pinnacle where I stop. Or is it maybe I want to go just film and I want to work on one major movie and then I'm done and I'll go get a nine to five job. Do you have a foreseeable kind of like like peak of your career to where you'll you'll be like, yes, I've made it like this is what I've really dreamt of doing. Uh, This is what I wanted with my life and now I've done it and I'm here. Do you foresee you hitting that obstacle where everything you do leads to this point and then you taper off? Or are you just going to keep expanding so you've you've done the studio, but now you're going to go build clay jars?
1: (laughs) You spoke to my soul. You do know that I love I building clay love jars. I love the
0: clay. jars <sighs> of clay reference actually was my pun because it was music. Not <laughs> um, a great thing. That's a great
1: question because it it kind of touches on my method of keeping myself on track and the mm. de- career decisions. Right. Um, I have a goal and my goal is super simple. I want to write music for a living. So whatever whatever form that, that Look, uh, whatever form that, uh, that takes in my future, that's what I want. I want to write music for a living. Mm. Um, I love working in film, uh, so any of those things. But my day-to-day decisions are yes or no questions. I, I, I use that analogy a lot for writing music too, but mm. it's, it's the truth. Is If I take this job or if I do this thing, will it get me closer to my goal? Ah. will it help me get to where i want to be or will it take me further away now sometimes you do strategically go further away for for different reasons for whatever reason doesn't matter right right but you you base it that way or i do and it helps me stay on track and say okay i'm taking this job because for these reasons um it's going to help me get closer to that ultimate goal of you know that dream of writing music Mm -hmm. for a living right whether it's in a band for films Whatever it is that you know, that's that's the goal. So, and once I get there, pff, I'd already told my wife that I don't plan on retiring. Like, yeah, because you'll be ever, doing but that's not something what you that's uh, you know, right, age restrictive. I can sit in my studio and write music, right, until they bury me. So, right, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, bury you and in the studio. It's so- something I'm so passionate about. I
0: don't, I don't foresee myself ever wanting to quit. Wow. So, do you and. Inter- in regards to like the yes or no questions, do you have like a set like a standard list of questions? No, it's it's or is it just taking the
1: opportunities that are available to you, being yeah. ready for those opportunities if you say yes, um, having a reason for saying no. But yeah, it's it's really just every day if okay. if I'm making a decision that's remotely in the realm of my career that will have an effect on my career. Sure is this something that will get me closer or further away from my end goal? And knowing where you stand, knowing, okay, well, I made this decision to take this step back. Maybe it's for this reason. Like, um, It's hard for me to really think of any examples other yeah, than that's a, it's a taking tough, specific jobs. Yeah, that's but a it's, tough one. It's, it's, it's just a case-by-case place. basis,
0: you know? Sure. Yeah, no, I got you. I just didn't know if it was like, hang on, i got to pull up my card and my wallet, you know. <laughs> is this. Uh, yes, no. No, that's cool, man. Well, before we wrap up, I have a couple for you. One, did you enjoy yourself today here on the Hold My Beer podcast? I had a wonderful time. Thank uh, you. Before
1: I came on, I was treated so wonderfully. <laughs> I was given some super rare, delicious bourbon. Very good bourbon. He got oh. me all liquored up to oh. talk to him on <laughs> that
0: his podcast. So bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> some
0: delicious bourbon. Uh, I got the tour yeah. of his house. Yes, yes, you did. You did, you he did. thanked me I did. for going on <laughs> I, the tour. I, I, I feel I was like I feel like I should give you money for walking around my house. <laughs> we we like, were done with know. the tour of the
1: house. He said thank you for going. <laughs> I was on a Disney yeah. ride.
0: Thank you for going oh, on the tour
1: of my house. Man.
0: No, it was wonderful. Just, I've had have had a beautiful time. Good, good. Yeah, I just um, I it it makes it it tickles tickles my fancy when people actually I'm like hey do you want to come look at my house they're like yeah let's go I don't know I, I was like I'm proud of. What I have obtained? Here. Yeah, you and just I bought like a house, to, man. Yeah, I, I, show cool. it off. Yeah, all yeah. The things you want to fix? Yeah, all the, and all st- the you know all stuff.
1: All the, all, the, all the stuff. The stuff. Manly I Need stuff. help to fix? Cause just bought this house. Look, here's a. <laughs> this is a fireplace. What
0: can I the fix for free? Fireplace ever? <laughs> Cause I have no money now. <laughs> so taking uh, charitable donations as well. If you know contractors who want to work for free, call me. <laughs> Um, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, let me know. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, second question: uh, If in the future I need you back as a guest, could you join me? No. All right, that's what I thought. Cool. All right, well, we're done. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Ryan Willard. Check him out on the his band page Metanoia as a band uh, page. Chaos Theater. That's that's what I said. T
1: h e a t r e. Not E-R. If it's if you spell it's it E-R, then it won't really show up. That's one of those pretentious things we decided to do. And now we're paying for it because people okay. can't find the page.
0: That's, see, that's why I said Metanoia <laughs> because I knew. I was like, that's not what it is. And then, <laughs> that's right. See, I played you. Ha ha. Not on purpose at all. Anyway, Ryan, thanks so much for coming on. Had a great time. We'll have you back. Uh, I say we, it's just me. So it's, I will have you back. You. Yeah. Just me in the corner with my green lamp. Over here, but it's yeah, thanks for break, coming man. on. So, um, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, sir. Take care. It's weird because, like, I see you, yeah, and I'm signing you're off, right but I'm literally gonna ask you, Do you want a beer? If, like, that's say, a thing. Like, we're saying goodbye, but i you're still it's like right walking here. in the
1: same direction as somebody. Yo, if you God, say
0: goodbye, it's the absolute they, worst. If somebody
1: asks you for directions and you give them to them, and then you just walk, you. You have to go that way too, so now it's just awkwardly standing like probably <laughs> the close person. behind them. Like just trust me. Like
0: you're just following them. <laughs> I know
1: where you're going now. I just gave you directions. I'm just to gonna follow you to make
0: sure you get there. Don't worry. <laughs> like, no man, I'm I'm good. That's cool. Would it help if I just like walked out? If I just like stood up just and just left? No, because the door's gonna catch on the carpet
1: <laughs> and it's gonna be like
0: <sighs> ah, shit. Well then, then
1: they'll know <laughs> that I actually
0: left. That's this true. Just a ruse. What if you just, can you just open and close it? Um, <laughs> and I'll, okay, I'll be silent.
1: This is all a lie. We're, <laughs> I'm not actually leaving. I'm just getting further from the left. Thanks, man. <laughs>